Up next, the news you can use from YAA. It's your 30-minute fix for all your car questions, industry news, and tips you can use when buying your next vehicle. We're your hosts, Ray and Zach Shevska, the founders of YAA. We're here every weekday, live at noon Eastern. Check us out at joinyaa.com. Come on, get in! Hey, based on what it says on my computer, this is Thursday, November 18th, and it's noon, with news that you can use from YAA with your favorite hosts, Zach and Ray. How you doing this morning, Pops? I know it's afternoon. I know. But I well, just, then, then I why say, do you I... ask me that every day? How you doing this morning, Pops? I'm not. It's afternoon. I'm doing great. And you? Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. Thank you. I'm excited for today's show. Do you know what we're talking about today, Dad? Oh, my God. There was a whole host of things that I noticed were on the topics list and some really, really exciting and interesting stuff. And if, if, if I may, if you I may. think we should start with that breaking news from Ford. You want to start with the breaking news from Ford? I, I think we should, you know, because people keep saying, you know, can't you talk about something positive? Yeah, my son's really, really handsome and really talented. But I think they're talking about positive aspects of the car business. So, yeah, let's start with the positive news. All right, we're going to start with the Ford, the breaking news from Ford. Then we're going to jump into the EV tax credit stuff. Pretty pretty exciting on both ends, in all honesty. Yes. Let me pull it up on the screen. We've got... You can read it right there. Ford partners with global foundries to hike U.S.-made chip supply. The automaker also wants to stay, wants to say in the design of critical components. I read the Wall Street Journal article of this. I did not see the automotive news article pops. But what did you read and take away from this article that I probably read the same thing over on? The yeah, they're, they're they're similar. It's it's not like they're joining forces, but they're they've agreed in essence, and Ford already buys chips from from these folks but they've agreed they have agreed in essence to work more closely together um to help try and bring back more chip manufacturing to this country uh to have a more integrated supply chain uh what do they call that vertical supply or something i don't know um but ford you know they're not exchanging money to become partners per se but they've agreed to a much deeper relationship where ford will have uh, some greater input in the design of future chips and this is wonderful news but um we do have to say that it's not like this is happening tomorrow this is still going to take time to to do everything but you can see that at least one of the major manufacturers is figuring out a way to mitigate shortages in the future so that they have a little more control over their supply. Absolutely. And if I'm not mistaken, I'm trying to find it here in the Wall Street Journal article, Article, excuse me, uh, Global Foundries is a New York-based um, firm. Uh, they have a lot of like international money in the business, but they are based out of New York. And so the idea here with Ford is to have this much deeper integration to have U.S.-based chip production. Yes. We all know it by now. We've been talking about a bunch. Part of what's caused such uh, massive issues throughout all aspects of the supply chain is the global component of that and shipping things across the world and how challenging that is right now. And so this is a great thing for Ford is if they can produce everything in a you know much more tightly compact area, which also ties in with the EV stuff we're going to be talking about here. Like there's whole tax credits just based on if you're building things in America versus globally. Yes, and 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 wouldn't it wouldn't it be the irony of ironies if 
between this this uh, more closely working together relationship between Ford and Global Foundries that they decide to buy the shuttered chip plant <laughs> that General Motors shuttered where they're parking uh, chipless vehicles at the moment and and you know redo that plant so that they could actually be making these chips right there in the Detroit area wouldn't wouldn't that be an irony of ironies that could be something pops you're planting some seeds i don't know if they'll they'll fertilize into beautiful crops but you are planting some seeds well you know i i always thought of sales as like being a farmer all I do is is I plant seeds, and the customers would determine when the harvest was. And Jordan is reminding us in the chat, Ford has plenty of shuttered plants that they could personally choose from. So we've got lots of options. Yeah, but but the, the, the plant know. I'm talking yeah, about is a shuttered microchip. microchip plant. Pops, there was other good news today. This came from Cox. Uh, we we love Cox. They're a great uh, uh, resource. I, I know you you are you are a big fan of Cox, 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 Cox everywhere. Yes, I'm aware of that. Damn it, Dad, we're live. New <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes? vehicle supply edges higher, suggesting worst of shortages over. This came out yesterday evening. Let's take a peek at this, Pops. We have back on our website, Market Day Supply Data. Cox has more access, and so they have even more. We're going to jump into it down here. National Day Supply broken down by brand. But up here at the top, inventory levels increased just a little bit. Day yes. supply increased just a little bit. Here, we'll look at it right here. We're at 969,000 vehicles that are for sale, new vehicles that were for sale at the end of October. That was up from 885,000 that were for sale at the end of September. Day supply was at 33, up from 31 uh, the month before. And the average transaction price, average listing price of a new car is $44,680. We know that the actual transaction price has been uh, higher than that, which yes. is um, not, not too surprising considering all the information that we've read so far this year. May, may I say something? This is two stories in a row that are good news, folks. This is this is boding well for uh, consumers out there. Uh, you have Ford trying to mitigate the chip shortage. We have increasing supplies of automobiles on dealers' lots. Now, having said that, the one of the reasons that there could be increasing supplies of new cars on dealers' lots is because uh, there are less people willing to pay the prices that dealers are asking for some of those cars. And so perhaps many people are holding back. And my hope is that that would actually be the case. And the more people will hold back on purchases and the, and the larger that these inventories grow, the greater the likelihood that there would be um, some movement downward on asking prices and perhaps we would see some significant incentives again from some of the manufacturers yes yes and i want to dive more into the data here in just yes. a second we've got hardcore weather saying any eta on the new website zach probably after after thanksgiving i feel comfortable saying after thanksgiving i'll do another demo today while we're on the stream just to show everyone retired mco 1199 is saying that 1250 12,000 $12,500 EV credit is only for union plant-made cars. Yep, we're going to talk about the EV tax credits here in just a moment. There's a lot to unpack there. But Pops, back in the data, 
Yes. From Cox. Here to your point, average listing price is up to nearly $45,000. That's up another $1,000 from last month. A year ago, average new car listing prices were $5,000 less. So yes, not only are we potentially seeing, we're seeing bigger strategic moves that aren't going to impact chip supplies today, but are going to impact chip supplies in the future. So hopefully this can never happen again. We're seeing yes. positioning state from companies like Toyota, where they're producing more vehicles in December is what their expectations are than ever before, which is great news. Although on the other end of the spectrum, we're starting to see. So that's the, the supply side. The demand side is definitely starting to, to I don't want to say crumple, but like weaken. weaken. It's, yeah. it's weakening. It's weakening a little bit. Which which is good in all honesty, because these prices are exorbitant and likely yes. will eventually this bubble will eventually burst. Let's look at the day's supply, Dad. And we can start with those who have the least day's supply of inventory, those that have the most day's supply of inventory. We also, I'm going to pull it up actually right now. So I'm going to go show you, joinyaa.com. If you're ever interested in where this data is back on our website, resources, click on blog. Where is it? New car inventory levels increased 1.3% in November. We also have Kia inventory levels. And this comes from Automotive News. So Automotive News says Kia's day supply is 12. Yes. Cox is saying it's 17. Don't shoot the messenger. This is I'm telling you where we source the data, but... You got Kia with no inventory. They're saying Subaru has the 20 days supply of inventory, which is way off from what we've got from, from Automotive News. Who says, yeah, because uh, we, yeah, they say it's four or five days. Yeah. Yep. Toyota's got a 19 days supply, Mitsubishi 22, Acura 24. There's some names on here, though, that we don't have access to back on the YAA side of things. For example, we don't have access to Land Rover, who supposedly has a 28 day supply. BMW, who has a 30-day supply, Mercedes-Benz with a 31-day supply. I'll just leave this up on the screen for those who are who are here with us right now, just so they can take a peek. This is this is pretty interesting data. Oh, absolutely, and and it's amazing what the day supply is for uh, Chrysler and so much of Stellantis's products, Chrysler, Alfa Romeo. I tell you though, man, I I think this is hugely impacted by people not buying these cars. Reason being, Dad, if I go back to our website, did I link it on this page? Let me see. Yeah, I did right here. Oh, whoops. Uh, resources blog. We have, if we go back this last month or earlier this year, where was it? Where was it? Where was it? It was broken down by state. Which article did we do that in, Pops? Sugar. I don't know. <laughs> Give me one second. Here it is. Which states have the most and least new car inventory? Where was it? It was up here. All right. So we're going to go to inventory levels. You're in New Jersey. So we're just going to look at New Jersey really quick. Mm -hmm. Stellantis product. Name a Stellantis product. They were saying Chrysler. Yeah. Chrysler, Jeep, Ram. I mean, look at these numbers. This says Chrysler inventory levels are down 50%. Jeep inventory levels are down 61%. Ram inventory levels only down 40%. That's not bad. It's just hard for me to believe that inventory levels could be down that significantly, but their market day supply would be that. I, the only reason that could be is because there's less people. The day's selling, the selling rate of those vehicles is uh, it's slowing longer. down. It's slowing down is what that would indicate to me. 100%. 100%. We've got a comment here, Pops, on the live stream from someone watching us back over on Facebook Live. We do go live on Facebook from Trish saying, good morning, gentlemen. Thank you so much for what you're doing for car buyers. 
PM'd your page with our buy numbers from this Monday since our vehicle was T-boned totaled earlier this month. So sorry to hear that. Yeah. Never a good time to get T-boned, but this was really a tough time to have our car totaled. Yeah, sorry to hear that, Trish. Um, if you if you are looking for help, the community forum, joinyaa.com slash community is the best place to get help from us. The direct messages are kind of hard to keep up with at times. Yeah, I wish I wish Trish luck. I I I only wish that she didn't find herself in that situation. But thank God she seems to be okay. And uh, one way or the other, it'll all get worked out and resolved. Yes, yes. We've got in the chat Kevin saying doesn't seem like day supply matches with empty lots. Again, if people if the sales rate of the cars is closer and closer to zero, then the day supply will get higher and higher. So that's the only, yes. only thing I can think of. Geo is saying, Pops, you're a national treasure, and for me to never take for granted this gem of a father that I have. Well, well, I don't know that I'm a national treasure, um, but I appreciate the sentiment. Um, and um, Zach always takes me for granted, but that's besides the point. I do not. Not <laughs> in the slightest. I would never take advantage of you know you or our relationship. Or I just want you to know that damn pillow is still in my back seat. All right, Bob, let's let's switch gears here. We've got two other things that I desperately want to cover, and I know they're both going to take some time. So I'm going to share my screen, and let's talk about what the heck's going on in the EV space. There is a bill that yes. will likely eventually someday pass our good old-fashioned United States Congress, the Build Back Better Act. We're not going to yes. get into the specifics of the bill, but we are going to really hone in on the EV components of that bill, Dad. Did you get a chance to read my write-up on this? Uh, well, I read the original article that you uh, that you uh, gathered all this information from, so I, I believe you might have put it into a more um, um, reader-friendly version. I just tried to, you know, simplify it a little bit. Like, yes. Put some bold here, some bold there, just try and make things a little simpler, Yes. And and uh, I don't know about our members, but I appreciated it. <laughs> so the big thing, Pops, is that when this bill inevitably passes, they've essentially earmarked up to $12,500 in tax credits for next year. There's a couple big pieces that I think are worth hitting on here. Specifically, these credits are not like prior credits in the past. They, they're actually refundable, whereas yes. previous credits were non-refundable. Could you explain that to, to everyone? That's uh, Well, uh, it, it all has to do with your, your federal um, tax due. So let's say you have a, uh, an electric or a, a hybrid or a plug-in hybrid. And you qualify for a $7,500 tax credit. So typically the way that would have worked is that credit would have been applied to what you owed in federal taxes. If you owed $6,000, you, you netted out zero. But there was $1,500 of tax credit that you would have not gotten because you only owed $6,000. The way this would be structured is if you owed six thousand, the tax credit would wipe out that six thousand, and the additional fifteen hundred dollars would come back to you as a refund from the IRS. That's yeah. different. That is that actually can impact people's pocketbooks. 
And so not only are the total amounts different, right? The max earmarked in the prior bills and the prior legislation that was passed was up to 7,500. So now we're tacking on an additional 5,000, which right now there's a lot of consternation about where 4,500 of that 5,000 comes yes. from, which we'll talk about in a moment. But just to me, from a from a hypothetical standpoint, we've set the bar higher. Like there will, no matter what, there will be a higher tax credit than $7,500 sometime next year once this bill passes. And that's something to be aware of. How that then impacts your pocketbook, the refundability of it is huge. And I think will drive a lot of action. And Pops, consumers aren't the only ones that can benefit from this. What I mean by that is since it's a refund and it's a, it, and it's actually refundable, Yes. Dealers are able to then advertise their prices with these credits already a part of them and then file and do all the paperwork behind the scenes to get the credit back from the federal government. And so you're yes. going to end up. Seeing... So the dealer will get the money in those cases and not the and not the ultimate consumer, which is fine because they're just going to discount the selling price by X amount, whatever the, the credit amount, whatever is. that tax credit would be, if it qualified for for the twelve thousand five hundred dollar credit, they'll lower the uh, the MSRP on that vehicle or this asking price in that vehicle by twelve thousand five hundred dollars. Now, some of the intricacies of this proposed legislation is five hundred dollars of the credit is if the batteries that are used and they have to be what a minimum of 40 kilowatt hours or whatever it is mm -hmm. um, have to be produced in the United States to get $500 worth of credit. And then right now, as it stands, the way they're talking about doing this is there would be an additional $4,500 credit if the vehicle is built in a unionized facility. Um, and that is some of the consternation because, well, a lot of these manufacturers at their facilities, they do not have union shops. Um, so, or it, U.S. It, plants. That's another component. Yes, obviously. yes, and and so it that you know I, I don't know how they're what the workaround will be, but I'm sure there'll there'll be some type of compromise if. If it's if it's good if 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 it's good enough to give people forty five hundred dollars credit, at least in my mind, it shouldn't matter where it was built. It was just built. <laughs> hey, hey, we're we're not getting necessarily into the politics of it. Yes, making you aware of of how people are thinking about these things right now and what could be coming down the pike. And pops, right now, just to give some context, that would mean. Well, it's, it's, I'm laughing because do you remember the, the headlines in automotive news when the Chevy Bolt uh, was being recalled and it said, uh, you know, consumers being alerted to not park bolts within 50 feet of yes. anyone else? <laughs> so in theory, one vehicle that could benefit from a 12500 as written tax credit would be the Chevy Bolt that's yes. produced in the United States and, and all, it checks out all the criteria. They're not being produced really right now because they're trying to figure out how to get things squared away with the old bolts. Um, the Ford Lightning, that's an exciting truck that would benefit from this as well. Um, that's going to be being produced relatively soon. And and there will be some MSRP restrictions. Um, Let's touch on that. I'll pull that yes, up on the screen. Yes, on, on trucks and SUVs, um, if, if the MSRP is greater than $80,000, it won't qualify for these tax credits. On a vehicle, a car, it if it's greater than fifty-five thousand dollars, it won't qualify. 
So I would imagine that all the manufacturers out there will figure out how to have cars that are, I don't know, um, $54,995 MSRP or less on cars um, and on on trucks and SUVs at $79,995 or less. And then there'll be certain models in both categories where they're just going to go the hell with it. This is the top of the line stuff and people that want it will buy it and they just won't qualify for credits because it'll be over those, those uh, maximum uh, MSRP amounts as stated in what is the proposed legislation at the moment. And again, my, my dad and I were just talking about how these credits are actually refundable, which means a lot of dealerships will actually be pocketing this money on your behalf, but they'll be discounting you know, the selling price yes. by, the, by the amount of the credit. And this is why we have a great community. Igor here in the chat saying, I have a friend in the industry who I blasted for his business practices on pocketing the rebates to himself instead of passing it to the consumers. I am... I'm, saddened to hear that genuinely but i'm also excited because one of the things that we were just talking about this morning is since we're building out our our vehicle listings the place where you go to search for you know a new ford lightning we have on the ve- i guess i can I, i'm not gonna board one but like you can see the out the door price with the taxes and the fees and we're obviously yes. gonna add if it's an electric vehicle what the total amount of credits are that you're due no one if they start their shopping process at joinyaa.com, no one will be taken advantage of because they'll know what credits they're due. We really hope that that doesn't happen. And 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 here and and I understand why Igor was blasting s- some of these people because what they're doing is rather than actually discounting the vehicle itself, they're applying these tax credits to lower the price. Um, but but their margin is still exactly the same in the vehicle. They haven't discounted the vehicle a penny. It's just Pops, their equals saying pocketing the rebates and not discounting the car. Yeah, exactly. And and so, uh, what as a consumer, uh, what would have to happen is if you're dealing with a dealership that is 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 taking the credits, then you need to work on a lower price than what they're offering, um, where they're just applying the credits that they're getting. So there we'll will, it will we'll require be making videos on this all, all next year, yes. right? Like well, yes. I just, it's going to be a thing, a hundred percent. It's going to be a thing. And another thing that's new about it, dad, these credits are going to apply to used vehicles. That's a, first. yes. That's really freaking cool, if you ask me. There are going to be credits for used vehicles and motorcycles and three-wheelers as well. There's currently language that has up to $4,000 in tax credits, refundable tax credits, for buying a used electric vehicle. One thing that I found fascinating that I couldn't really understand, either the buyer or the seller can apply for the credit. So I guess it's on both ends of the spectrum, which is kind of neat. I guess. And then motorcycles and three-wheeled vehicles are eligible for up to $7,500 in tax credits or half the vehicle's price. So if you're looking to buy an electric motorcycle and it's less than $15,000, you get half the price off in the form of tax credits, refundable tax credits. Think about this for a second. As you know, one of my favorite sayings is, I'm not real good at math, but so let's say once this legislation passes and somebody buys a vehicle that qualifies for $12,500 worth of electric vehicle credits. Okay. And then that person 
keeps it a week, sells it as a used car, okay, and the new buyer gets up to $4,000. Now, here's the unintended consequences of all this. Now, the government has refunded $16,500 in credits when the intention was really to only be a twelve five. So... Um, I think I think the bigger push here is obviously to get more people into electric vehicles. And there's uh, environmental concerns for that. There's other I mean, whatever. There's all sorts of reasons why the government may want to influence us to do this is money in people's pockets. Oh, yeah. A lot of people are going to take advantage of that. And I'm excited on our listings to be able to build this into it. That'll be so powerful. Oh, yes. Absolutely. We're going to be buying these things. Let's let's make it so that they understand what they can what they can actually expect when they go in. Well, I think that's the whole concept behind our listings is with the total price is to educate consumers as to, you know, what the total price is going to be above and beyond what the asking price is. So, yes. Pops, we got in the chat here from Laquita Jackson saying, Zach, have you ever considered a career as a male model or going undercover as a car salesperson? I think she meant to put your name in there, Dad. Um, well, I do remember when, when we spent six or eight hours with the professional photographers that one of them said to you, you know, there's an agency, you should send your name in your portfolio. Um, you could be, um, a male model and, um, you know, uh, my modeling career was as a hand model. <laughs> I love, I love how you also gas yeah. me up that. Thank you for yes. that. Yeah. Um, Igor saying not happening. Dealerships will mark up the cars by those credits and advertise discounts by discounting overpriced car by that rebate, basically <laughs> losing nothing in discounting zero. Again, this is why I think it's so important that we build in and educate everyone. If they're, my hope is that if someone's like searching on car gurus next year for an EV that qualifies for one of these credits, that they immediately realize like, oh, I should be doing that over at Join YAA because it'll literally tell you what credits it qualifies for. And we got to yes. pick up, there's like some state specific ones as well. Like in California, there's some state specific credits. Like we got to build those into our listings too. No one should be walking into a dealership and not knowing what they're entitled to from the freaking government. Right. Yes. So, okay. Let's all take our handouts. Let's let's enjoy those while. We and, and, and when we say from the government, it's you're getting some of your own money back because I'm assuming that most of you are tax paying U.S. citizens. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Yes. Pops, I've got a really, really, really cool thing to share with you. This was put together by Justice. He's one of our auto advocates back on the joinyaa.com slash community website. Justice is awesome. He went ahead and he aggregated. We have, it's one of our premium member sections. We have dealership reviews. Yes. There have been a lot of dealership reviews posted since we launched the community forum. Justice went ahead and he went through all of those posts and aggregated all of the data, Dad, into a spreadsheet that you can now reference. These are not necessarily YAA endorsed. Endorsed. These are YAA member endorsed um, uh, dealerships. And actually, now that I'm looking at this, I know you're on the stream, Justice. So hey, it'd be really cool if we could add a column that actually links back to the original review um, here as well. So if someone is going to talk, you know, contact. Mission Viejo Acura out in California, not only can they contact them, see who the salesperson was that the YAA member engaged with, it'd be really cool if we could then also, which I'm, I guess I could find it by Mission Viejo. 
See, here you go. Actually, never mind, Justice. I'm not going to make more work for you. But four <laughs> months ago, Larry bought a car from Mission Viejo. So you can just search. You can see what his experience was. So again, this is at the top of the dealership reviews. It's pinned up here. And if everyone in the chat could give like, thank you, Justice, uh, that would be a, you know, a really, really long way because this is an awesome resource. It took many hours to compile all of this data. But you can see it's all right here. You can sort by it. You can access it. Um, really, really, really appreciative of you doing that justice. And it's an awesome resource for our community. It, it really speaks to the depth and breadth of the, of the team that we have surrounding us as to how dedicated they really are to trying to make this entire process easier for consumers out there. It's, it's not just you and I being talking heads no. No. and, you know, there are people who have made it their, their, they're calling at the moment to really try to put together all the resources that are necessary so that, as we like to say, we can level the playing field when it comes to buying a car so that you have complete and full understanding as to how it all works. And the fact that Justice thinks so highly of our community members that he would take his time, effort, and energy to, to put that list together. I, it's just it's just a wonderful thing. It, it makes it so much easier for everybody. We are we are so fortunate to be surrounded by people like Justice and uh, Space and Phil and um, Kimberly and Candace and and everyone else. I'm sure I'm I'm forgetting people, but it's just you know they they've made it their life's purpose at the moment to want to make it easier for everybody. And you know, hell, there's. The only thing wrong with that so far is that, well, there's no money in it. But other than that, <laughs> we are we are working on that. We're no, things things are going well. We're we're figuring it out, which is which is great. We've got Justice in the chat saying California has 169 different EV credits. Yeah, we need to be building that in. There's so anyway, my gears are spinning, Justice. I know we've got the team meeting at 3 p.m. Eastern, so I'm sure we'll be talking about it more then. I can't wait for that. And then Dad, let's end on this note. Laquita says. Ray, do crazy ads help sell cars? Uh, apparently, uh, because otherwise all the dealers that do crazy ads wouldn't do them. Um, I was convinced for the longest time, especially on Saturdays, there were the two B's that sold cars. Okay. Those were bagels and balloons. So every Saturday morning we provided bagels and cream cheese to the staff and well, um, a metric, uh, uh, some type of ton. Of, wait, wait, wait. Of, I gotcha. I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. There's not a big enough bowl to make that much poop. Or or to blow up all those balloons. Because we were just absolutely convinced that, you know, if a car didn't have a balloon uh, off its antenna or windshield wiper, um, you know, that nobody was going to buy it that day. Pops, have you ever been in any crazy ads? I I have. Uh, there was a time at Admiral Nissan outside of Atlantic City. Give the year. Um, give the year. This is what, like the early 80s? This was the, the 80s. Yeah, I started there in 77. And there was Admiral Bob and there was First Mate Ray. And I was First Mate Ray. And, and Admiral Bob wore a blue blazer and had like an admiral's hat. And, and I was in a, a, a Navy uniform. And um, we used to do we used to do TV commercials and uh, for some of our used cars and and one of my favorite lines was whoop de do for my Subaru um, and yeah we we were in we were in some pretty crazy um, 
TV commercials, yes. Yeah, and my dad shares this story of one time he was out with my mom and uh, you got stopped in a grocery store. It was some woman who had recently moved or was on an exchange program and she came up to you and she said, are you like your first mate, Ray? You're a local celebrity. <laughs> like, yeah, she, she said, I have an exchange student here and, and I want her to meet a celebrity. I said, well, the good news is um, she still hasn't, but... <laughs> Hey, a couple a couple comments here. We've got Trish saying moments of silence for the 80s. Yeah, yes. I wish I had experience it, Trish. My dad's stories are great. Wendy D wants to know, how long does deal school last? When does it start? James, if you're on the stream, James. James is our video editor. He's doing a kick-ass job. Um, we're editing deal school 2.0 right now. It should be out, I want to say, next week. I'm going to try and set really good expectations. I'll say end of next week, You know, so right around Thanksgiving time. Deal school 2.0 is going to be maybe 45 minutes. And you're actually going to access it back in the community. So I'll just share my screen really quickly. So I'm actually, no one else has access to this right now, but courses, you'll see courses starting next week. You'll have Deal School 2.0. And we also have some finance and insurance 101 courses that you're going to have access to as well. Um, so those will be out, yeah, let's say, let's say a day or two after Thanksgiving to give James some time. So stay tuned for that. And then pops, we've got people asking for videos of you and your Admiral Bob uh, and first mate Ray commercials. I've looked, I haven't been able to find any of them. Do you think you could contact maybe, maybe they have some at like the library in um, there. I did have a VHS tape of, of the commercials, but I've moved so many times. I have no idea where that tape is anymore. And I'd like to keep it that way. You should see if the local library has it or no, something. No, they won't have archive. one. Why would they have a tape of my old commercials? I don't know. They yeah. archive stuff. You know, the, what was better than the, of the, than the TV commercials were the radio spots that we used to do. Oh, those were the best. Leave us with a line pops. I, 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 I can't, it was just started Admiral Bob here and first mate Ray. Hey, Bobby, do you remember your first time? And this was, this was a radio spot for first time car buyers, but he was talking <laughs> about something under the boardwalk. I don't know. <laughs> Igor, thank you for being a part of our community. I strongly recommend YA to anyone who is buying cars or has related questions in the industry. We appreciate you sharing that. And also, final note, uh, joinya.com. That's the website. If you can leave a review, if you're listening to the podcast afterwards uh, on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, daily news you can use from YAA. We appreciate the reviews. Pops, been a fun time with you this afternoon. I'll see you at the team meeting at 3 p.m. today as well. Assuming I show up. Come on, man, please. I'll be there. Love you, Dad. <laughs> I love you, too. I'll see you at 3. See you, everyone. Thanks for being here. Bye-bye, everybody. Join us again next time, which is probably tomorrow, to get the news you can use from YAA. YAA is your trusted source for all things auto. Thanks for listening. See you soon. soon.